0: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style
1: there we go so we live now man so i guess i should ask you again just for the formalities of the recording how you doing man you look good got the haircut got the the facial hair trimmed you're looking very debonair sir looking good
2: yeah, thank you, man. I'm doing great. Uh, it's funny to say that because I never like shave it all off. I always like, trim a little bit, yeah. but I don't shave it all. And uh, yeah, I just had a haircut. I'm feeling good. Uh, just woke up like an hour ago and uh, yeah, starting my day right now.
1: <laughs> starting it the right way though. That's good, man. That's good. Have you played soccer yet? You've been on vacation for over a month right have you ever played have you played yet
2: nah nah man. I feel bad for you cause I haven't I've been having plenty of free time yeah. and I haven't even kicked a ball once
1: yeah, uh, yeah. well sometimes you gotta enjoy vacation that's cool <coughs> that's cool but anyway man yeah. anyway we're here for part two of the episode um transitioning into adulthood glad to have you back thank you for being here sir always a pleasure and um Basically, what we're going to do today is just continue to talk about the subject, maybe touch back on some things that we talked about in the last episode, and we'll just see where it goes, man. Great. All right. So um, one of the first (laughs) things I wanted to talk to you about was in the last episode, you said that I always gave you the impression that I was super satisfied with everything I was doing in life and uh, really happy with my career and things like that. Like Everything was just going great for old Tony K., Right, and um, it made me reflect on that because I think it's like that with a lot of us when we see um, other people's lives or experiences, you only see what they're showing you, right? So you, you kind of get like this distorted view of what this person is like or what they do all day and things like that because you, you see them, you listen to them all the time. They're very familiar, but only in this particular setting, you know what I'm saying? So do you do you feel like, it's like that with most people that you see, like online. Do you feel like uh, you get that impression from everybody? Like everybody else, has just got all their shit together. Life is just going great for them, or what? Do you what kind of impression do you get from other people that you follow?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, a lot of times you see somebody that on the outside it looks like they have a perfect life. But you sit down to have a conversation with them and you realize that they have a shitty life just like you or they're going through a hard time. And I think that, in my opinion, that's one of the drawbacks of um, being on social media all the time is that you kind of you have a distorted uh, vision of what people's life actually is. And everybody's kind of showing off, you know, only a fraction of their life. But in reality, uh, there's a lot of things going on. And, um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like we kind of have the, uh, how can I say this, almost like a defensive attitude where we don't want people to see that side of us, you know, that we struggle that we go through hard times, that we have, you know, problems and stuff like that. And uh, I feel like a lot of us, myself included, kind of feel bad for having those feelings. Kind of, you know, uh, yeah, you you, you get into that loop of feeling bad for feeling bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, recently, I just kind of realized that it's completely normal to feel like that. And it's absolutely okay to not put on a mask and, uh, you know, make people uh, have a different perspective on you. I don't know if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it definitely Um, does.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it makes total sense, man. Um, Yeah, what you're saying makes total sense. I think those feelings are normal. Just because you know what people could say or could think about you if you showed them uh, your down times or the problems that you have to deal with. And it's just um, regardless, it's just personal privacy. You know, you don't tell everybody everything that you have going on. So why should it be any different um, on social media? So I think it's natural to only want to show yourself in the most positive light because it makes you look good. You want to look good, right? I mean, I think that's natural. But uh, Uh, like you said, at the same time, you know, or sometimes even though you forget, you know that, or you should know, that everybody's dealing with shit just like you are. You know, you just don't necessarily think about that all the time. So it's kind of, it's interesting to think about, is it something that you should be showing? Because, you mean, it's social media. You don't have to show anything. It's a personal choice. But um, should you show more of uh, the whole picture? Like, Is that important, I wonder? you know what I'm saying but i think that's kind of that's some of the content that people value the most is when people uh let's say open up which for anybody listening if you don't understand the expression open up it just means kind of like metaphorically open up your heart or your mind and let people know what's going on deep inside your mind or in your personal life right so when people open up like that online they tell real stories that people can relate to you know um or that surprise people that's what people gravitate towards you know, people don't want to see the same like, hey, everything's great all the time. They don't want to see that motherfucker because they know it's not true. Right. They know they're they're lying. They're just putting on a mask. So I think people value that. It's just uh, um, people say it takes courage, but I think it takes just self-knowledge. I don't think it's a courageous thing to show people who you really are. I think it's uh, you can only do that comfortably when you know who you really are and you're comfortable with that you know, which has nothing to do with the original subject, but just, I thought about that just now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why, like, people like uh, uh, Joe Rogan and Jordan Pearson is that they kind of show the real part of being a human being, you know, is that it's not hours all the time and you're going to struggle and that's absolutely normal it's part of life and uh, yeah what you said about like it's natural for people to uh, only post good moments of their lives on social media and i definitely agree with that but i think What we have to be aware of is that those moments is not, like, the whole picture, right? I think a lot of us, myself included, for a long time, when I was on social media, I kind of assumed that, you know, my life was kind of shitty because I didn't have those moments. Uh, I mean, I had, but it kind of made me seem like that moment that that person was having was, like, their whole life, and they were happy, and they were all... satisfied with life and i was not so kind of you know comparing myself with other people which is something that i've been trying to let go of uh but anyways yeah that's that's a whole another story right mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure man but like you said i think it's natural to compare yourself to other people um but when you're comparing yourself to people on the internet it kind of it's not a fair comparison i think and also I think as a young person, but as an adult in general, it's important to remember that nobody <clears throat> really knows what the hell they're doing. Like, very few people are totally certain of everything that they always... I don't think... It's probably zero, the the number of people. Nobody knows what they're doing all the time. Sometimes it just goes right for you, or you were born with more opportunities, or you just had the right infrastructure in place you work hard as hell all these things are factors and um sometimes people are born into unfortunate circumstances or make the wrong choices or don't have enough education to know what they're really doing that's really the only difference in the way i mean it's not the only difference but it's a big difference in the way that people's lives play out you know so um, when you see people online acting like they know what the hell they're talking about or things just keep going right for them they're kind of confused too Right? we're all born into the same planet and uh, like nobody really knows what all of this is about, it's just life right? so you gotta you can, you can take like good and negative things from people on the internet, you can learn from them but at the end of the day you have to just live your life and that's how you learn to live your life you know what I'm saying, you can't really try to live your life based on the way other people are living theirs or the way other people are showcasing theirs you just got to figure out the type of person you want to be and you can only do that by trying trying and failing like experimenting you know
2: yeah yeah absolutely man Uh, there's something that I think Jordan Peterson talks about Um, uh, don't compare yourself to other people Um, yeah don't compare yourself to Uh, Who other people are right now compare yourself to who you were yesterday Mm -hmm. something like that and that Totally makes sense to me. I think that that's the mentality that we have to 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 have Uh, It's a much more realistic and fair perspective of yourself and other people around you, right?
1: Yeah, of course man because uh, like we were saying we're all born into the same world. We all have to live our lives, but we all start in different places with in different environments. So it's like, you literally can't measure yourself against anybody else because there's only one you and you only got one life. So I agree a hundred percent. That's definitely a better way to look at it. Now. um, Another thing that I wanted to touch on from our last conversation was therapy Mm -hmm. because we were talking about mental health early in the conversation. And, um, I wanted to know, what was your opinion on therapy in general? I can't remember if we talked about this, but have you ever tried to go to some kind of therapy before?
2: No, no. Um, I thought about it. Uh, But uh, I think it's really expensive. It, It costs a lot of money. And I think at the time, I didn't have the money and I didn't have the courage to... Ask my parents for it so I kind of um, gave up on the idea but um, in my opinion the only part of the uh, the therapy that works is like getting something off your chest and just having somebody listen to you you know um, I think that's the thing that most people who are lonely miss the most, you know, just having somebody to talk to. And I feel like it could be a friend, it could be your dad, it could be anybody. It doesn't necessarily have to be a professional. Uh, yeah, I feel like anybody can do that job as long as it's somebody that uh, you have a good relationship with. I think it works even better, like, if you have a good friend that you can talk to and uh, share your problems with, your goals, your frustrations in life. That's kind of like therapy to me. Um, And, um, yeah, yeah, I feel like, like, after um, after having good conversations with people, like, in-depth, about my life and getting getting things off my chest, I kind of realized that if you think about it, it's really not necessary to go to a therapist if you have a group of people that care about you and they can talk to. It's really, I wouldn't say a waste of money because there's a lot of things that, that go into that. It's not the uh, the actual conversation, right? And they're actually capable of maybe... Pointing you a different direction. But uh, I don't know. I feel like having a good friend is more than enough, in my opinion. Um, What about you? Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
1: I couldn't agree more. I think um, most people, most kids and adults in this case, but most people who feel like uh, lonely, a lot of times, like you said, that's a big problem is they don't have anybody... First of all, to listen to, but like you said, more importantly, anybody that's going to listen to them. Because um, like you said, when you're just talking to a friend, you talk about all kinds of stuff. And you're just getting all of that stuff you're thinking about out of you and giving it to another person and getting feedback on it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what conversations are about, at least like casual conversations. We're just exchanging ideas and kind of just getting it all out. Because a lot of people who spend time alone all the time, they're always alone. They're always just inside their heads because they have nothing externally, you know, pulling their attention away from themselves. So they're just thinking, 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 thinking. And uh, that shit will drive you crazy sometimes, right? That's why they put you in solitary confinement in prison when you, you know what I mean? (laughs) It will break your brain into pieces. So uh, I think a lot of people just need somebody to listen to them. Like the, the skill of listening in general is like. Priceless, I can't think of a better word. It's priceless to have good listening skills Um, because it's not just about being listened to, right? You also have to be good at listening, you know, to what people are telling you. Because once you, it's not enough to just get it all off your chest, but it is important to get feedback from somebody that knows you, somebody that you can trust, somebody that has a different Uh perspective, right? It's not just getting it out because you have to do something with it sometimes, you have to dig through all that crazy shit that just came out of your mouth. Right so it's great to have friends for that reason and uh just one more detail I think there's different kinds of therapy like we talked about before for example oh, yeah. playing soccer for me is like excellent therapy you know what I mean just going for a walk yeah. could be a form of therapy getting outside your house it could be a form of therapy cooking or writing or watching netflix for 6 hours i mean if that's what you're into whatever it is yes. you know so there's different forms as well so That's uh, my take on therapy. But I agree. One more thing is uh, I do not think that going to see like a licensed psychologist or social worker is absolutely necessary. In certain cases, it is if it's, you know, depending on the severity of your mental trouble. But sometimes I think a lot of a lot of things can just be resolved through friendship and like love and caring about each other. Uh You know what I mean? (laughs) It sounds cliche, (laughs) but I really believe that
2: yeah yeah absolutely um, <clears throat> yeah I mean if you think about it I mean I've never been to uh, a session of uh, therapy before so I can't I can't really tell for sure but I think that the I mean they have the ability of the ability of listening to you and most people do not have that nowadays especially with Like technology nowadays most people are more into like texting or I don't know I feel like even having a conversation on the phone is like old-fashioned nowadays like people don't do that anymore so I feel like people are much less likely to connect with each other in a uh, in a real way you know Uh, And for somebody who's already lonely, that can be really detrimental. Um, And yeah, I feel like it's definitely a good thing to give some time for yourself. A lot of times that can be really beneficial. But uh, when it's too much, it's kind of like self-destructive, right? I spend a lot of time by myself and I know that if I do it too much, it's kind of like uh unconsciously, you know, doing hard to myself, you know. I don't even notice, but you know, the things that start, you know, coming into my mind, the thoughts that come in is just like really I don't know. Um and I know that you spend a lot of time by yourself too, so how do you how do you feel about that? Like how do you manage that? How do you know when it's time to go out and do something else? And uh, when you're when you're by yourself how do you how do you manage to um, not have that feeling of loneliness consume you and make you feel bad I feel like a lot of that is uh, what do you say uh, self-worth I don't know uh, but, but how do you feel about that
1: <clears throat> uh, good question How do I manage it? Uh, Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I think the important thing is. um, Well, there's there's various important factors like meditation can be a big help for many people kind of just uh, because when you're alone, sometimes your biggest problem is that you're not comfortable with the way your mind works. You're not comfortable with your your own mind. Uh, So a lot of times when you just sit down and spend time with just you and your mind get to know your mind, pay attention to your thought process, you know, start to think about why you think and feel the things that you do, you can, sooner or later, you can, with enough work and dedication, you can sort of get to understand yourself a little bit better or know yourself a little bit better and be more comfortable with your mind. And then alone time doesn't become a problem or something, you know, to be feared. It actually is like a luxury. I love spending time alone. I mean... You still want contact with other people it's important like uh they i've I've heard many times our brains are wired for that to connect with other people but i love the shit out of some alone time man just me myself and i what are you talking about you know so i think it's about a balance but to, to answer your question how do i manage it um i just i don't i wouldn't say i try to stay busy but i try to stay doing i try to stay productive i'll say it that way you know what I mean? To not just be sitting around doing nothing or make sure I'm not just frying my brain, watching, or listening oh, to bullshit all day. Just be productive. Keep the mind turning. Keep it working. You know what I mean? Because there's always something to do. Always something to do. So I just try to stay productive. And, of course, sometimes you just feel lonely. You feel down. But you just got to remember that it's normal to feel that way. It's okay to feel that way. You should feel that way sometimes. It's necessary. You yes. know what I mean? like sunshine all the time makes a desert bro wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. For anybody yeah. listening. Yeah, I just drop some deep shit on the life and English podcast, man. We're going deep today. Nah, I'm like <laughs> 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 sunshine all the time makes a desert. What I'm trying to say is if it never rains, if it's a sunny hot day all the time, then it's going to your your green pastures are going to turn into a desert and very few things can survive okay. in a desert, right? So you need rainy days. You need to feel bad. So don't run from that. Just sit there and feel it and just experience that too. Just the same way you want to experience like negative times or I mean positive times and uh, good feelings. You got to experience negative shit as well. So uh, and I guess that's kind of how I manage it and following people that that give you that life knowledge. Like you mentioned Joe Rogan a lot. We listen uh Jordan Peterson a lot. Uh, And there's many others that you can just take wisdom from. And uh, this is a long answer to your question. So I'm about, this is my last point is that when you talk about trying to figure out what kind of life you want to live, that's one thing. But then you also got to figure out what kind of person you want to be. And to do that, you got to figure out who you are, which is as vague as you can be, but that's what you got to do. And also, Learning from the people around you, because when you're transitioning to adulthood, you have to figure that out. Like, what do I want to do? You're 18 and you don't even know if you want to go to school. You probably don't, because if you were school, if you were schooled anywhere from North to South America, education really isn't that great. So you probably lost all your passion for learning in those first 18 years. So good <laughs> luck with college. You know what I'm saying? and uh at that point it's like okay if i don't go to college what am i gonna do join the military the fuck out of here no disrespect to the military just not for me um what else am i gonna do work at mcdonald's get an office job and blow my brains out after 20 years of that shit no so you're like shit what do i do and then now we have social media so it's easier to see what other people are doing or what it looks like they're doing and you're like shit There's got to be another way. I just don't know what it is, man. All these people are getting paid doing this bullshit on the Internet. What about me? So I think it's important to be able to make the (laughs) distinction between pretenders and real lifers, like people who have had the experience and can speak from it and people who are just talking out the side of their face. And if you don't understand that, if you're listening, talking out the side of your face is just like saying a bunch of bullshit, but you really don't know what you're talking about right so you're not oh, you're not yeah. going you're not being direct you're just you know just a whole bunch of shits coming out the side of your face i don't know how to explain <laughs> it but i'm sure you got the idea yeah. so you gotta what i did in my personal experience what i'm doing is kind of remembering that you have to decipher like you have to investigate you don't just take things for face value you know what i'm saying when somebody mm-hmm. shows you what their life is like or what they know you got to let them prove that to you you know once they've proven it then you can take that and try to apply it to your life but you can't get stuck in this place where you're just watching everybody else from the sidelines like man people are doing a lot of shit i still don't know what i want to do no you got to do something if it doesn't work that's fine then go on to the next thing but you can't be on the fucking sideline trying to win the game you got to get in the game you know so that was what made a big difference for me and what's making a big difference so um Do you feel like you get caught in that situation where you're kind of just looking at everybody else and it seems like everybody's doing great and you still don't know what you want to do? Are you experimenting with different things at the moment? What's going on with you? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially uh, when I got into college and I remember the the first two years of college, I was like I would look at everybody around me and everybody seemed to, to be having a great time. Like, man, I live this. That's, that's my life. I was born to do this and, <clears throat> you know, having that drive to do things. And I was always like, you know, half-assing and, you know, dragging myself through this. And I feel like I was, you know, there was something that I was missing. And, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like that conversation that, uh, I mean, the last podcast, that was really important to me because it kind of made me realize that, I mean, I already had that idea, but you kind of made me realize, you reminded me that it's not really that important to, to find your passion, you know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't want to go off in a tangent, but yeah, definitely. I I definitely had those feelings of <clears throat> feeling like I'm not doing as good as anybody else. But uh, I think I kind of let go of that feeling when I realized that, uh, you know, like, like you said in the beginning of the conversation, uh, it's not fair and realistic to compare yourself to other people. Because they have different circumstances. They were born into different situations, families, uh, social class, and things like that. Um, and yeah, um, what you said about like people that are always talking, but they don't show it to you by action. It, it's very interesting you say that because I was listening to a podcast and uh, somebody asked jill rogan if he thinks that the people that are given uh motivational speech if he thinks that they're qualified to to talk about those things <laughs> and it was so funny because he said that those people they don't even have a job like their job is to give motivational speech Exactly. so they're not exactly. like hustling or doing something difficult they're not doing any of those things that you know they're talking about. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I definitely admire and try to uh, look up to people that are actually showing it by action, like doing something that you know is difficult, um, and that kind of motivates you even more because it's not just words. It's like they don't talk it; they they live it, right? And um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I hear you bro I hear you Now one thing um, One thing That I wanted to go back to was one of the first things You said Which was After I had that last conversation You kind of realized It's not that important To find your passion <clears throat> Now I don't disagree But I think I would maybe Phrase it a different way Because I believe that Everybody can find Something that they're Passionate about And um, You should You should be passionate About something in life If you're not Then man That just sounds sad to me to not be passionate about anything that sounds like a sad situation so i'm not saying don't find your passion i'm not even saying don't chase your dreams i'm just saying if you find it or if you have a dream you have to make like a realistic plan on how you're going to turn that dream into reality you know what i'm saying it's like uh, i can't remember who said it but a, a phrase like a famous quote or something is dreams without plans or just dreams or something like that i can't remember what it is but basically it's like it's cool to have a dream you want to be this you want to do that but if you don't have any plan on how to execute if you don't have any pathway forward it's just a dream it's never going to come true but you have the ability to make it come true you know what i'm saying so i'm not saying don't chase your dreams but just be realistic and understand that like all these people you look up to all these stars whether it's movie stars or athletes or musicians or politicians whatever you got to maybe not politicians but you got to you got to work your ass off to make things work for you and my favorite example is um CR7 dude Cristiano Ronaldo he's yeah. my favorite example i was i read a report yesterday uh about one of his former teammates was talking about an experience with him and this is this sums up Or this perfectly describes Ronaldo in one story. He was saying that they had just won a major competition. I don't know if it was like the league or Champions League, whatever. They were coming back. It was like 2.30 in the morning. Him and Ronaldo went back to Ronaldo's place, to his house. 2.30 in the morning and apparently they're going to like get in the jacuzzi or something. Just relax. That's what he was thinking. Ronaldo threw him some shorts and said, hey, it's time to run. 2.30 in the morning they get home he's like we're about to run and he was like well this is Ronaldo I can't say no so we ran at 2.30 in the morning when we could have been just chilling in a jacuzzi just won a competition and that's basically what I'm trying to say with that story is like he's the best for a reason because even after you've won all the millions and like he's won everything you could ever win except I guess the World Cup which is beside the point he's at the top top tier and he still is just like i'm gonna go hard every single day because that's what it takes to live my dream and you don't have to do it on that level but even if you want to be a baker or a programmer or a photographer you have to go hard to you have to go hard yeah there's there's no other way to success i mean like one in three billion probably get like that overnight success for doing nothing yeah Yeah. that's what you see on youtube but that's like the minority of the (laughs) world population so you got to keep that in mind
2: absolutely yeah um yeah let me just go back to what i said earlier real quick um i think i didn't uh, express myself the right way um i definitely agree that uh it's important to find your passion uh But what I was trying to say is, like, maybe it's not that important to turn that into a job. Like, yeah, turn that into something that you can make money off of. Uh, But I definitely agree that it's very important to find something that you'll feel passionate about. Um, And uh, I don't want to get into soccer, but I feel like uh, when you talk about CR7, I think, is the perfect example that you can create the type of person that you want to be, not just in terms of personality, but also in terms of you know your career and and every aspect of your life. I feel like you can build that, and uh, you know when you look at the differences between you know CR7 and Messi, for example, <clears throat> to me, I don't know about you, but to me. It's very clear that Massey is a lot more, how can I say this? Like, predisposed to playing soccer. But CR7 definitely created the type of player that he is. He worked for it. He, you know, uh, yeah, basically he put in the work and the effort to be who it is right now. And I'm pretty sure that he has to work, like, maybe five times harder than Messi to, to get to the same level. But that's not an excuse, right? Just because I'm not 100% talented or predisposed or, you know, uh, I can always work up my way to, you know, people that are that were born to do this. And I'm not saying that CR7 was not born to play soccer. He definitely has a predisposition to doing that. But I feel like a lot of who he is right now, that's much more it has a lot more to do with working hard and, you know, building that that position than it is about having a certain uh predisposition for for that or talent. Because I feel like Massey is like pure talent, you know, absolute genius and C R seven is like I think that's why people say that he kind of is like robotic because he basically programmed his body in a way that he wants it to be right. And I feel like all of us has the potential to, to do the same, whether it's your career, your romantic life. I don't know everything, every aspect of your life, you can, uh, build that and create that. And, uh, it kind of goes back to what you said about <clears throat> I mean what what you talked about uh, I can't remember the name of the podcast but I remember you saying that when people say you have to find yourself that's like the most mm-hmm. dumb thing that you've ever heard because that's really you can't find yourself you're right there mm-hmm. what you have to do is create who you want to be Like, try to imagine uh, what kind of person you want to be and what that person looks like uh, in terms of attitude, mindset. And you can can build that from scratch, right?
1: I could not agree more, my friend. I could not agree more. Um, So I won't even repeat everything you just said because I feel the exact same way. Um, I would just complete the thought by saying or just emphasize the point that it's like we're talking about every single aspect of your being of your entire life if you want it to be a certain way you can make it that way you just got to do the work there's a lot of work involved but if you want to be a funnier individual if you want to be a more calm individual if you want to work with the particular type of uh, technology, or if you want to try, all these things that you want to do, if you want to get more uh, dates, if you want whatever it is, whatever it is whatever it is you can make it happen it's just a, a matter of prioritizing which I think for a lot of young people who maybe didn't grow up in such a disciplined way it's it can be difficult to do, it can be difficult to manage your time You know, because what I what I noticed from like getting a busier schedule, always having stuff to do is you're forced to value your time because, you know, you only have a certain amount of time in the day that is, quote unquote, yours to do with it, whatever you want. And the rest of the time you got other obligations. But as a kid or as a young adult, with not much to do, you got loads of free time. You're just like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this time. What am I going to do? I got the whole day to just do whatever. And then I'm just going to do nothing because I don't feel like it. I'll do it later because I got all day to do it, right? And that's the problem for a lot of young people, myself included, is we live like we live as if, you know, we're just never going to run out of time. And I think it's bullshit to tell a young person. And I've I've even said it myself, and I feel like shit when I say it. Uh, When you're young, people tell you, oh, you're young. You've got time. You'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. That is such bullshit when you stop and think about it. Because, no, you don't have time. You don't. You were born, and one day you're going to die. And you have no you have no idea when that day is. So you better get it together, bro. And I'm not saying, like, take everything in life super serious, have no fun, work, work, work. That's not what I'm saying. Take your play time seriously. When it's time to play, fucking play hard. You know what I'm saying? But just understand, it's not going to be like this forever. It's not going to be yeah. like this forever. So... Make a move, you know what I'm saying? Make a move. So uh, going back to the passion thing, I got curious because I can't remember if you told me this before. You were saying it's not important to turn your passion into a career. Like it's maybe not even a good idea to turn your passion into a career. But have you found something that for you is just like, man, it doesn't matter if I ever get paid or if everybody, if if nobody ever knows about it. But I want to do this as long as I can. Have you found any activity or something like that?
2: Um I uh Yeah, like right now I have a different uh uh perspective on it than I had when I was younger cuz when I was like 10 or 11 years old like my dream was to become a professional football player and I feel like I would say 9 out of 10 young boy in Brazil has that dream or have that dream. <clears throat> uh, and I've had that dream up until I was about uh, 15, I think, <clears throat> or 16. And uh, I just got to a point where I kind of realized uh you wouldn't be a good idea to keep going for this, you know, because I was about to graduate um, high school, and I had to decide what I was going to do. And uh, at the time, soccer was not really a realistic goal for me at the time. I just felt like it wouldn't turn into, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. I just uh, threw in the towel. I said, yeah, football is just for fun right now. Just really quick uh,
1: before you continue, could you explain <laughs> the expression uh, throw in the towel for anybody that doesn't understand?
2: Um, okay, so uh, for Portuguese listeners or for Brazilian people, uh, we have the expression uh, jogar toalha," right? <clears throat> really? uh, basically, when it kind of like, yeah, basically you lost all hope that this is going to work and you'll give up and say, yeah, that's, you know, it's not going to work. So I give up, you know? Um, yeah, I, I'm not even sure if I have the right idea about this, but it's like, you don't, you don't have any hopes that, you know, that that's going to work. So you, you're like, yeah, just like, yeah, I don't know. I can't like imagine the, uh, the metaphor behind this cause like you throw, you throw in the towel like what does a towel represent <laughs> but uh uh yeah yeah cuz i've heard in portuguese i've heard uh tirar o boné like let's say that you're flipping burgers in mcdonald's and then you take off your hat like hey i don't i don't want to work here anymore But when it comes to throwing in the towel uh do you have any idea why like what does that what does that represent
1: so i could be wrong but um the way i understand this expression is as a sports reference like for example when you're playing sports you sweat a lot so it might be normal to keep a towel with you and uh i imagine a player walking off the field as he or she quits and um they just throw the towel to the sideline like to the benches they just throw it like fuck it i'm done you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So you have the right idea. Obviously, it just means um, to give up, to quit. You it's know. But um, for, as far as I know, that's where the expression comes from. It's a sports <laughs> reference. But just a quick, like you know, educational opportunity for the listeners there. Uh, but you were saying that you wanted to be a football player or a soccer player in this case, and uh, yeah. I think it was around sixteen or seventeen. You, you kind of just threw in the towel. Yeah. And it was like, nah, this isn't this isn't <clears throat> realistic
2: yeah yeah and then uh, i think from eight uh from 16 up until yeah i think i had like a year gap where i had no idea what i was gonna do and i still don't but at the time i didn't have anything in mind that i wanted to pursue and uh i think it was the year that i was about to graduate high school I said, yeah, I have to make a decision right now, and I had a lot of pressure from my parents and 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 the people that were surrounding me at the time. And I was, I was like, I like computers. You know, I like spending time, you know, uh, in front of a screen, and you know, I like I like this. I like technology. I like cell phones. I like all all of that. So I thought. That I was passionate about computers and I made an association with programming but I had never really had any experience with coding before so I was kind of like yeah let's let's see what happens That's basically what I was uh, what I was thinking at the time then I got into college for uh, programming uh, but I've never really had anything uh, apart from soccer. I've never really had anything that I had that drive towards, if that makes any sense. Um, and very recently, I realized that I really enjoyed teaching. Uh, I like to explain things. And I like to get people to understand things. That makes me feel good. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I thought about... Um I considered uh, becoming a teacher many times, but that's not something that like I didn't got to uh, a concrete point where I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a teacher. It was just like I was thinking about it, you know, fantasizing and all of that. But uh, yeah, I would say right now I don't, I don't really have anything that um, I feel, Passionate about um, soccer, but I can't do it professionally. Right. I can only do it for fun. Um, but in terms of finding something that I could turn into a career, I don't think I have that. Like as a passion, um, no, I don't think so. Yeah,
1: but teaching English though—that's the when you, when you talked about uh, possible careers. That was one of the first things i thought of just now uh was you teaching english that would be i think especially if you if you do it in brazil that could be a great opportunity for you because you understand both languages so well you know what i mean and um and you speak both languages so well so it's like it's a how can i say it's a rare thing you're a rare person, you know what I'm saying? So, I could definitely see you having success in that area, but when you think about teaching, what about it excites you? Why was that something that you considered in the first place?
2: Um, I think the fact that you're, uh, consistently helping people grow and become better as a person, uh, Knowledge is powerful. So, when you when you share that with other people, you're turning people into more powerful people. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes sense. But uh, yeah, I feel like being uh, uh, participating in people's lives that way is that sounds very um, fulfilling to me. Uh, going to your job and. Uh, you just know that you're making people, uh, better. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And also because I think that speaking a second language is so important, I would feel like I'm delivering something that is very valuable to other people. It's not like teaching, I don't know, uh, chemistry in school and the kids are like what am i going to do with this i'll never use this in my life nothing against that i'm not trying to belittle anyone who's a teacher a chemistry teacher Uh, i'm just talking about the students on the other side what they think about that subject right
1: yeah really quick um you said you're not trying to belittle anybody who teaches chemistry for example what do you mean by that what does belittle mean
2: okay uh, when you think about someone or a situation or when you talk about it in a way that kind of like uh, giving the idea that they have less value than they actually have I know i just feel like there's so many words that i know exactly how to use but i (laughs) like when i think about the actual explanation behind this kind of makes me confused uh but for portuguese listener i mean for brazilian listeners it's kind of like menosprezar right Yeah, or yeah. uh jimmy Noir, jimmy Noir. ear right? yeah
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> perfect perfect so um it's interesting you say that i mean what this we're not here to talk about that but i think it's interesting um there are a lot of words that you know exactly because you used it perfectly i mean perfectly but you don't really know exactly what it means and i think it's important yeah. for other listeners to know that that experience or that uh situation is completely normal and it's actually necessary, I think. Oh, yeah. It's important to know like the meaning of the words that you're using, but at the same time, especially in the learning process, it's much more important to understand how to use it than what exactly it means. Because it's there's there are different languages for a reason. Not everything has a direct translation. So you have to separate the two languages in your brain, and sometimes there are going to be things you know exactly how to say, in a foreign language exactly how to use it when to say it people laugh when you say it like fuck yeah I said that correctly <laughs> but you still I don't uh, I still don't know what it means and that's okay that's totally okay yeah but just you know for the sake of the education to belittle somebody is basically like you said to make them seem to talk about them as if they are smaller inferior or as if they have less value right that you're looking down on what they said or what they did you know what I'm saying exactly. to make them smaller yeah alright literally like to belittle someone is like make them be smaller be little. you see what I'm smaller. saying yeah so anyway anyway you're saying you don't want to belittle <laughs> chemistry teachers but language especially the English language is vital for anybody in any country these days
2: exactly yeah yeah
1: yeah definitely man but when you think about teaching especially in your country Brazil could you imagine working at a language school was that your idea? Um, uh,
2: I haven't really thought that much about it, but I think that it would make me much happier if I could create or think of my own method and implement that in my teaching style rather than having to participate in something that I don't agree with, you know, the traditional way of teaching English, uh, that will make me very frustrated to do that. Because I think that the uh, the statistics are there for a reason. Like the fact that uh, last time I checked, I think it was uh, 5% of the entire populations speak English fluently. Um so I think that it's definitely necessary that we make a change in the way that people teach um uh, people teach English in in schools, right?
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh not just English but all languages. We kinda need to all
2: languages te- yeah. and all
1: subjects if we're gonna be if we're gonna go even deeper. Um just the teaching methods in general in traditional schools are it's incredibly outdated you know what i'm saying um, yeah. so i agree 100 percent. i think that's the best way but the problem i see with that is we have many more students than we have teachers so if we're going to use this new methodology which is mm-hmm. face-to-face conversation and interaction which is really the only methodology that's valid if you ask me when you're talking about language it's kind of absolutely impossible to sustain that teaching methodology if we don't have enough teachers to talk mm-hmm. to all the students, you know what I'm saying. So group classes is still an option to like facilitate group discussion, but obviously in that environment you have some people that are comfortable speaking in front of others and people that are not. That's something. Yeah. That's a communication issue, not a language issue. So it goes. That's I think that's why one-on-one classes yeah. are uh, <clears throat> most effective, and it's good to have a teacher that's good at communicating, not just teaching language theory you know what I'm saying because you have to language and communication have to come together for us to have a conversation right exactly yeah yeah Yeah. I don't know man I don't know but uh, we'll save that one for language class <laughs> podcast right getting back to adulthood <laughs> right you know just so we don't lose anybody here Um, when you picture because you just <clears throat> recently turned 20 so you know you're in a new decade when you picture the next 10 years if you can even picture that in your head like do you have anything in specific like that you imagine you want to do or as a person that you want to become do you have that ideal image in your head of who you're trying to become or the life that you're trying to create
2: wow that's deep man Um,
1: my bad you know I didn't mean to go too deep on you my bad (laughs) feel free
2: you know Uh, take your time (laughs) Um, uh, you're saying like in ten years from now?
1: I mean. It could be two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, just any idea. Like, if you could say, this is who I am right now, but I'm trying to become more like this. Or this is what I do right now, but I'm working towards doing this. Do you have anything like that right now? Uh,
2: I want to be able to become independent. I think that's my... uh, When I talk about an end goal, I would say that's my long term goal and my end goal to become independent and be able to have enough money to do the things that I love doing or that I like to do. Uh, So my main idea is to basically save up enough money so that I can experience life and, you know, (coughs) uh, excuse me, um, I definitely, I imagine, I can picture myself working in the IT industry for a long time. I would say up until I'm, I mean, it's hard to to, to imagine because, yeah. you know, when you think about 10, 20 years from now, a lot of things can change. Opportunities come and situations change. Uh, but I can definitely picture myself working as a programmer for for a solid 10 years maybe. And then my plan is to use that job to save up enough money and travel. I wanna visit all the United States as much as possible. And I wanna travel to, you know, yeah, I wanna travel as much as I can and experience uh, other parts of the world. That's something that I'm really into. and. Uh, I just want to have enough money to do that, you know, and also be independent, maybe invest in like real estate and having that, uh, you call it passive income or act a passive income, passive
1: income, yeah,
2: passive income, yeah. And have that passive income uh, generating itself, Um, but I'm still in that. Uh, you know in the beginning stages of figuring that out and uh, I think it's going to be a long time until I have it all figured out I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, I hear you bro I think uh, it takes most people a long time to figure that shit out maybe it takes a whole lifetime you never know but I think as long as you're constantly working towards it effectively and productively um, it's just a matter of time. That's really and you can't control that part. You know what I'm saying? So um Yeah, it sounds good to me, dude. You said the most important thing, which was generating passive income so that no matter what happens, you don't necessarily have to work anymore, no matter what situations change or what new interests you find, what interests that you lose. You don't have to be constantly plagued with the thought of shit. Am I going to have enough money to survive the month or the week or the fucking day? You know what I'm saying? So, okay. um that's very, so could you explain yeah. really quick, like, the difference between passive income and active income?
2: Um. Well, I've heard that real estate is passive income, so the idea that I have is that active income is that when you have a job that you go to every day, you're working that, that's part of your routine, and you get a paycheck at the end of the week or the month, and uh, you are directly generating that money with all your effort, I don't know, um, and passive income is when you have a property or something that basically... Generates the money for you. That's the idea that I have, but I'm not sure if it's accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it's accurate, man. Uh, active just means you have to do something for the money to be made. Yeah. Actively, you have to show up at work or put in the hours or whatever it is. And passive yeah. just means you wake up in the morning, you go to your mailbox, and there's a paycheck. You get paid just for walking to the mailbox yeah. because you created a machine that just generates the money for you. So you have a passive role. Yeah in the situation, you know? And, um, I think that's something a lot of people either don't know about or don't believe in, or don't really know how to achieve which is passive income. Everybody wants to quit their job, but everybody's, well, I just got to save enough money to live off of, you know, when I retire. But like you said, shit changes. So you might think right now, if if I just save a hundred thousand and then five years from now, if I just save 600,000, you know it's the numbers always going to change so why think about it that way why not create a machine that just prints money for you and obviously it's easy to say that but the knowledge is out there the information is out there for you to be able to do it your way you know what i'm saying so uh super important and i would recommend i don't know if i told you about this book but everybody anybody who's listening i would highly recommend the book rich dad poor dad by robert t kiyosaki you heard about this book
2: i've heard about that yeah i've heard good comments about it but i haven't read it yet um and uh oh yeah uh, go ahead <clears throat> no
1: no no man um i was just gonna recommend that everybody reads that book because um it's hard to explain without going off on a tangent but it's it's one of the books that will change the way that you think about money about money problems and um about the, the the things that you can do in life or the things that you can't do because of your money problems. It'll just change the way mm-hmm. that you think about it. Because a lot of people learned right. how to manage their money having to manage their money. They never really had anybody to guide them. Or maybe their parents never taught them how to manage money. Yeah. Or maybe their parents didn't manage money well. Whatever it is. Um, maybe you never had money to manage. Whatever the situation is, it's, it's extremely important to understand how to manage right. your money and use it like the tool it is the same thing with language or any other skill you have to understand how it works so that you can know what to use it for you know so anyway right. just a quick book plug there um but yeah man i can't for as far as our last conversation those are pretty much the things that i wanted to touch on but i didn't even actually ask you being a terrible host didn't even ask you uh was there anything that you got from our last conversation, or anything you've been thinking about in relation to adulthood lately, that we didn't get to touch on already?
2: Mm. No, not really. I was uh, I was trying to come up with an interesting topic for us to touch on, but I think that we we definitely did a good job of touching on the most uh, important things, right?
1: yeah yeah yes, nice, man if you're satisfied i'm satisfied okay. my friend so uh
2: Absolutely.
1: the hour flew by man um so uh, wow, before we man. yeah yeah wow. <laughs> before we get out of here uh i just want to thank you again as always for being on the podcast man always a pleasure to talk to you my friend <clears throat> um i guess we'll get out of here my friend so this has been another episode of the life and English podcast i'm your host tony kazen and for mateos cortez we'll talk to y'all later Peace